Hello everyone, I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Welcome back, queens. Today we have Joan and Courtney in the house from GritLink. GritLink helps the endurance and adventure community find sports care providers who are experts in working with athletes. Their mission is to be the go-to resource for endurance sports health care and science-based content that aligns with active lifestyles and gritty mindsets. GritLink was founded by Joan Sudley and Courtney Jacobson, who are two endurance sports enthusiasts and tech industry veterans, to help endurance athletes find the sports care they need in order to remain injury-free and help sports care providers connect with the athletes who need their services and expertise. Welcome, Joan and Courtney. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So can you share with us how you two got together and came up with this idea about GritLink on a nice long run and like, hey, I just have this idea. (laughs) (laughs) This is Joan here. So um, actually, we weren't on a run, um, but I guess we'll start like a little bit of history of how Courtney and I came to meet each other. So we met um, way back 10 plus years ago when we both decided to go back and get our MBAs here at the University of Washington. And we just connected in that, well, we were, you know, in that program. And both of us um, just had this interest in um, product management, which is where we come from in our, our regular careers. And also, you know, an interest in endurance sports. And, you know, we went on, you know, from there working our jobs and whatnot. And then more recently, we came together and was like, hey, you know, what if we were to do something like we were both looking to leave our corporate jobs that we had and just started talking about, you know, our interests and passion for endurance sports. And we're like, we want to do something. We just don't know what it is. And so, um, like, I quit my corporate job um, kind of the end of 2018 as a Courtney, and then we really kind of jumped in beginning of last year in 2019 to really figure out what this was, like, what it was that we wanted to do with the endurance athletes. And so, being product managers, one of the things you do is you start talking to your customer, and the rest customer is the endurance athlete. And so we put together um, focus groups where we collected um, some folks who were endurance athletes doing a variety of different sports, you know, from triathlon to you know, running, lots of runners out there, cyclists, mountain bikers, kayakers, you know, <laughs> Nordic sports skiers, you know, that sort of thing. And just started asking them like where they were, they were challenged and thinking about where it is that we could help. What was coming out from the discussion in those focus groups was there's a challenge for the endurance athletes enthusiasts to find um, providers um, that really get us, that really get what the endurance athlete is all about in terms of wanting to do our sport. And when, you know, something's going on that we need help with, how to find that provider that really understands our mindset. 
right? How are we going to go about and create something from that? So we started talking to providers. And I guess we should define what we are, um, when we use the term provider, what that means. And for us, what that came out to, again, from the survey that we came out from the focus groups are um, physical therapists, chiropractors, dietitians, nutritionists, also looking at massage therapists, and we started then finding folks in the realm of the provider side and started talking to them about our idea of, hey, if we were to put together like a group of these providers, like a provider network, who should we be looking for? Would they be interested um, in participating? And then it just went from there in terms of like, let's build this network, let's build this website, using it as a resource so that we can help athletes find providers. Over the course of 2019, we worked on putting all of that together, talking with providers, you know, recruiting them to be in the provider network, creating listings for them on our website, running a beta, and that's where we got today. I love it because I don't think everybody was ready for the boom that took off to see a 26.2 sticker on a car not too long ago. Um, and now we've got, you know, 50K, 100K races. Um, and so the education and research is kind of lagging behind it. And now you guys are helping to, to fill a needed gap. So I'm curious, how did both of you stumble into or start your, your athletic path? I'll, I'll go first. I think Joan and I have different paths. As she mentioned, our paths kind of collided in business school, but <laughs> that's a different kind of endurance sport, not part of this discussion. <laughs> um, so I was actually never very athletic growing up. I had dabbled in a few different sports in high school. I played volleyball and I was on the swim team and softball. I was actually a figure skater. I never played at competitive games or anything like that. So my background was actually uh, in classical piano and audio and electrical engineering. And when I moved to the Pacific Northwest, that was about 20 years ago, um, I had never seen mountains like we have out here. And it's just so beautiful. I was like really enamored with that or interested in the idea of going long distances and realized, I think, that most of my challenges in my life had been mental, but I had never challenged myself physically. And so that became kind of this um, interesting thought, which eventually became an obsession, I guess. And so it was also, I, I think also around that time, I realized that the happiest people I knew were also the most active. So I really wanted activity to be a part of my life. Um, and I, I love the idea of goals and challenges. So it just inevitably turned into this competition with myself. Um, so fast forward years from then, that was right around the time that I met Joan. And I lived out the, the cliche of the person who gets divorced and then decides they have to do an Ironman with <laughs> all of their newfound freedom and empowerment. <laughs> um, so up to that point, I actually, I had been running a little bit. I, I had done a sprint triathlon. Like I was really bad at swimming, biking and running. So I thought, you know, triathlon. So I did an Ironman, like trained really diligently for it, um, made, of course, all the mistakes, learned a ton. And a couple years after that, I got my USAT coaching certification and started at that point coaching other triathletes. And, you know, that became kind of like my sport and like definitely have a mantra of pushing boundaries 
Um, I really like to challenge myself physically and, you know, I'm definitely somebody to seek the pain cave because <laughs> I just love the process of going deep and learning how I handle the challenge, um, seeing what I'm capable of. And, you know, over these years and getting more and more into endurance sports, I see that that is something that's shared. I think for me, that's kind of at the heart of, of my passion for, uh, for endurance sports. Love it. Yeah, and for me, this is Joan. Um, Courtney mentioned we do, did have different paths. So, I mean, I did some sports, you know, in middle school and high school. I think in middle school, I might have run track for a couple of years, played volleyball for a season. In high school, I played tennis. But I guess, fortunately, luckily, lucky me, I'm actually from the Pacific Northwest area growing up just outside of Seattle. Um, so I have been surrounded by this beautiful scenery my, you know, most of my life. Um, and so when I came back um, from being out of state for college, I have a twin sister and a younger brother who had really gotten into mountain biking. And so naturally, you know, I went with them on the trails. And it's just, I mean, mountain biking is just so fun. It takes you out and having a good time. But what ended up happening was wanted to do a relay race called Ski to Sea. They needed somebody to do the road, the road bike leg. And so they're like, hmm, Joan, you can do that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you're in your 20s and you're just like, whatever. So I literally did it on my uh, mountain bike. And oh. so from there, I just, you know, I, I went and got a road bike and just started riding, getting our cycling classes at my gym. I joined a local bike team, started doing a little bit of cycle cross racing. I myself eventually started doing our teach for cycling. And so my passion is really in, in cycling. I didn't actually really start running. Um, and I've always, I'm a short distance runner. I don't have any inclination of running marathons or anything like that. I just like to run short races, um, transition to trails. But my thing with, um, you know, everything that I'm doing in sports is, you know, being around other people who like to do sports. Um, you know, luckily, like I mentioned, I have a twin sister, so I'll pull her in. Um, I have a husband, I'll pull her in. Friends, I'll pull in to do things as well. So a lot of it, people who really like to go out there and do things. I'm not really somebody who's super competitive. I mean, I'll do some races here and there, but it's more a little bit of a challenging myself, but also having fun. And, you know, the other big thing about endurance athletes is that we love to talk about what we do, right? <laughs> we just fun for hours, right? Just talking about like events we've done, races we've done, equipment, you know, this and that that you have and connecting with people with your love of what you do and what you're doing and sharing information and like, hey, have you done this right? Have you tried this out? And it just brings a really strong sense of community to people and just bringing everybody together to really enjoy what we do together. It really is. We've had, we've had, had that said before on the podcast, let's sort of a universal language. It's like mm -hmm. a way that yeah. everybody can connect. There's been some sort of activity um, in their life. It's really interesting how each one of you had completely different stories, but yet you found that parallel and then connected. So can't wait to hear what is your guys' kind of longer term version or excuse me, vision for GritLink. Um, and what are you feedback you're already receiving from people. Obviously, I thought it was so cool that I reached out and was like, hey, would you ever want anybody that has expertise in reg or um, female and male athlete triad? So tell our listeners a little bit more. Yeah, um, we have, this is Courtney, we have a lot of different ideas for where to take GritLink, but um, I think Joan 
um, ended her endurance <laughs> athlete story on a really great segue into like what Gritlink is really all about, which is this between the healthcare providers um, and the athletes. And so we see Gritlink as a place where athletes and sports care providers can really make an authentic connection. Um, it's not, you know, we don't want any communication that comes out from the providers. We want that to be taken by the athletes as like a real authentic piece of information more than a, an advertisement or a promotion. So with that connection, there's obviously two sides to that. We have the provider network and, you know, Gritlink is a marketing platform, essentially, where providers can show their personality, highlight their expertise, um, you know, through content and community engagement, and then also promote their services to an engaged audience. And at the same time, the athletes can get training tips and healthcare information, which is specifically targeted to them as an athlete. And Gritlink is a place where they know they can meet healthcare providers who are going to support and encourage their big goals and kind of understand the impact that their training miles have on their body. The information that's in Gritlink is science-driven and very much in the voice of the providers who are in the network. So the providers really make up the personality of Gritlink. Another piece, speaking a little bit, Rebecca, to your um, specialty in REDS, I think another piece of our longer-term vision is expanding beyond the five categories that Joan had spoke about originally, but also some people who have very specialized practices and um, surgeons who have specialized practices and, and being able to like find those, find those little diamonds of specialty services for athletes. And, and then beyond the provider expansion is also a geographic expansion. The athlete and the provider network right now is largely based in the Seattle area, which is great because, you know, we're, we do have a very active outdoors-oriented population, but we're starting to expand outside of Seattle organically right now, like basically as we meet people, as we did with you, Rebecca, and, <laughs> and as we get referrals from providers and athletes. So I think for the rest of 2020 and into 21, we'll be a lot more intentional about making sure we have good provider coverage in key active areas in the U.S. Yeah, and I think um, I obviously follow you guys on social media, and so I've seen that there's been virtual panel discussions, there's been in-person, um, so it's not so much that they have to just seek out and look for a clinician to connect with that you guys have ongoing education and great ways that they can interact and ask um, questions as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the events piece was something that Joan was really, um, really taking the charge on to do more in-person events. But then when the COVID-19 pandemic happened, we just said, well, let's just take it online. And it's actually a great way to to open it up to both athletes and providers from around the country to to participate now in Gridlink. Great. Can you give us an example of a couple of things that are coming up? Um, well, I think uh, the events thing for sure are like doing the virtual events. We had a um, we have a couple coming up. We have one on April twentieth, which is about it's tips for athletes on how to get the most out of telehealth physical therapy. 
And then we have one coming up on the 22nd, which is about creating your endurance training nutrition plan. And we have another event coming up on April 30th, which is a strength assessment, strength self-assessment for runners. I would look to that to continue in May and hopefully beyond whatever comes out of this pandemic. I don't think we'll, we'll stop these virtual events when we're all allowed to get out of the house again. Yeah, it's been interesting how a lot of us in the field are like, okay, do we need to be prepared that there probably will be more shifts, that people will want and desire more virtual type counseling and education? And I think that's really important, especially in the physical therapy, which we usually think of as hands-on and give feedback to that athlete, even virtually. So I love the topics, and those are great ones, and we'll be sure that they they have the, the links for those. So. Um, And I love it because I think a lot of people don't understand that there are physical therapists, there are chiropractors that specialize in just endurance athletes, and then you take it even a step further, there's probably one that just specializes in your feet or your back. Mm. Um, And so I encourage them to go check out your guys' website and take a look at all the different specialty roles that that are out there. Yeah, totally. That's, That's exactly what it is with GritLink. If an athlete comes to GritLink, And by the way, um, you do need to create an account, but it's totally free to join. And once you join GritLink, you can search the provider network. And the idea is not a physical therapist in your city, but who just are recovering from shoulder surgery or something, you know, very specific like that. That's um, the idea is that you can find exactly the practitioner that you're looking for for your sport and your condition. Love it. Um, So for both of you, how do you live out the fit philosophy, trying to balance performance, health, intellect, and time for self? When I think about balancing performance, health, and the life and time for self, for me, I think a lot, it comes back to perspective and discipline and fun or my joy of what I'm doing. So for me, when I say perspective, it's just really keeping everything in perspective for myself. Um, when it comes to everything that's going on um, in my life with career, you know, personal stuff and, you know, my sports and activities, I'm, you know, being disciplined in terms of thinking about what it is I'm doing and how I go about doing that, particularly this one coming in for if I'm training for something um, and just my ongoing training that I do just to keep my, you know, base of endurance that I have. Can I think like an example I broke my hip. And so that kind of put me out of commission for a while for the recovery. And it's just, again, thinking about the perspective of going through uh, like a major injury like that, but also saying like, hey, you know, I don't, I'm not a professional athlete and it's more important for me to listen to my doctor and work back in a smart and safe way to where I need to get. And I think also another thing that I think about when you're really busy with life and, you know, when I was working in the corporate world, figuring out where I fit in my exercise. And for me, what I would do with that is I did a lot of it in my commute. You know, how important pieces are, like sometimes we can really stress ourselves out and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I really need to do this and I really need to do that. But is it, do you really need to do it? Right. Or is it, you know, can you fit it in, in a more positive way versus need or, you know, I want to do this. And so I think about that a lot in terms of my perspective of how I go about these different parts of my life. And when I'm getting really stressed out about things, stepping back and looking at the whole picture and maybe moving pieces around a bit 
So it's the joy and the fun of what I want to do versus just stressing out about it. That's great. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, (laughs) (laughs) I I am not balanced. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I thought about this, um, a lot because I love your philosophy. I love the performance health intellect. Those are all things that are super important to me. Um, But I don't really know that I strive for balance either because I don't know, maybe I'm I'm giving up the idea of balance or if it's just not something that um, I really thrive when things are balanced. So I thrive when I go all in on something. So for me, I more about ebb and flow between all of these things and you know it could change you know it's always important to me that I get my training in every day and um you know I tell the athletes that I coach I always say something is better than nothing and the days that I feel so I I definitely live that out and the days that I feel really really tired or like I just don't feel like doing it which are a lot of days actually there's never been a time where I've finished a workout and I've said to myself, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like I always feel better when I train. So that is definitely like something I get in every day. And I do love business too. I love the intellectual challenge of business, corporate life and now running a company. I mean, it's a lot of, and so I think, you know, I'm always kind of on quest for self-care and stress reduction I don't know that I'll ever be really good at it or really disciplined the way that Joan describes. Joan's definitely like a master of that. Um, <laughs> and I will forever be the student I guess, in that area. <laughs> but what a great example of two people that can work together so well, but yet they appreciate the fact that they have to do what works for them everybody is going to be exactly the same in their philosophies and approach. So I think even itself that has some beauty behind it that you guys can both appreciate your strengths and weaknesses from that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on today. Um, we really appreciate it. We'll be sure to put all the links and obviously those that are listening, they're probably going to fall into one of the many categories that um, grit link is has been created for. So hopefully they can find um, some resources there and, I hope you all um, are staying at home and enjoying the outdoors. And um, thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Yours Truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.beccamacomble.com. Bye, queens. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fit queen and Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.